Welcome to the Amore Magazine podcast here on AmoreMagazine.com. On this episode, I talk to writer-performer Ryan Starr. His next full-length album on Island Records will be released in early 2013. The first single, Stay A While, has reached number 28 on the Billboard Adult Pop Songs chart, and its music video has over 2 million views on YouTube to date. Here's my interview with Ryan Starr. Um, all right, so your new album comes out uh, early next year. Can you talk a little bit about the album? I mean, obviously, you're probably still working on it, but but can you talk yeah, about I'm, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. It's funny, man. You know, they say, they say you have your whole life to make your first album, right? That's like a, a kind of a musician knows this, and it's a... Uh, then when it's time to make your second album, uh, you usually only have a short amount of time, right? Because you're out touring and it's hard to get together. Uh, in this case, I, you know, a little time went by between because I was on the road so long promoting 1159 and making fans and doing it all and getting on the road. I just Every time I wanted to start making this next album, somebody else would call me up and take me on the road, you know? Yep. And uh, it basically what it did was it really, like, gave me a, a good amount of songs to choose from as I kept writing and, and kept experiencing things but sure enough I come home thinking man I have so many songs what's going to make the record which is rare for me usually I have you know usually I'm not as prolific as that and then I uh, sat down in New York finally you know in my Brooklyn apartment with the piano and just songs were pouring out of me the way the way it happened like when you know like when I was like 14 or something it's such a trippy thing and I'm excited so the album's like evolving before my eyes and I'm uh, literally, you know, in the middle of you know this process, and it's changing right before me, and it's exciting because usually I've gone into the process saying, "This is what it's going to be," you know, I know everything, this is what I want to do, and then this time it's kind of life's just like showing me how it's going to be, and I'm and I, I'm just as excited as my biggest fan would be to yeah. see what happens. So it's pretty cool, and it's good to be home to do this. That's the best part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is is being a singer songwriter something you always wanted to do since you were young? Like, could you imagine doing anything else, or was that, you know, always something? Um, you know, that, I never, you know. yeah, I mean, well, I, I still don't think of me as a singer-songwriter, weirdly enough. Nothing against your question. Okay, right? all right. No, 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 obviously that's what I am uh, to, to, to people, but, like, in my head, it's like singer-songwriters are always, like, guys that, you know, had, like, a little acoustic guitar, and they sat in a coffee shop, and, you know, which I love. I love that music, but right. for me, it was like, I grew up, you know, in a rock band, so, like, for me, music... That word was almost like a dirty word to me, you know. Like, right, right. Forbid I, God forbid I sit and play. So, you know, and if you see my show, it's like it's pretty aggressive, and it's 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 got all that angst I still have from when I was, you know, picking up a guitar for the first time. But um, but to answer your question, uh, you know, without getting hung up on, on words, it's uh, yeah. Since I'm a kid, I uh, I guess I was like. You know, you've seen those behind the musics and stuff, and like I sure. put a lot of those like shows on for my family. I was always performing. I always probably had that thing in me that I wanted people to hear music and and see performances. So, you know, I have very a lot of questionable videotapes floating out there in my family, probably where I'm wearing wigs and makeup. I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, and then I learned, uh, you know, when I when I was at that 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 ripe age, like when the kid learns about like rock and roll for the first time for me it was like Pearl Jam and Nirvana just came out it was like it changed my world forever you know right right well, I, I remember at that moment I was like that's what I want to do with my life like not a question and I was young so I haven't looked back since and my you know first gig was at CBGB's in New York City when I was 15 so like there really hasn't been another anything and any job I've ever had besides music was always related to music for that reason of like you know trying to get my 
my demos out there. You know, I've worked trucks at concerts and stuff like that. But it's right, always right. connected to getting the music out there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the single, Stay A While, um, the first time I heard it was on the radio recently. And, um, nice. And uh, then also the, the video for it, it gets a little bit steamy towards the end. So can you talk about the concept of the video and uh, how that came <laughs> about? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's awesome. It's funny because, like, online you think – I've gotten so I've gotten enough slack from that video um, <laughs> that that like you'd think you'd think nobody's ever like typed in you know naughty things like online <laughs> Cause, right right you right. know it's like wait have you ever been online before and seen this you know because it's 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 very uh, it's steamy but it's very uh, you know I guess the word would be it's romantic it's tasteful you know it's like, sometimes I look around I'm like you know what what, what is really what's really offensive here you know some some couple like in young love. Or watching, watching like, you know, a terrorist get his head blown off. You know right. what I mean? And right, right. People, people celebrate one like it's like art, and the other one is like have a have a congressional hearing about porno. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. It's disturbing the way people. I've had firsthand experience now, like watching people like react the wrong way to things. But anyway, um, the good news is it's reacted well. Like I've had, I think it's over like two million hits now, and all that was like built. Um, you know, for me to just say take you back, I had a little bit of a rocky story um, in that, you know, it was me versus the world the last few months. You know, I had this song stay a while, I believed in, and I was on tour with this guy, Andy Grammer. Yeah. And uh, a good friend of mine, and we're out, and we're playing. And, like, every night, this song started just, like, speaking. And all the kids would come up to me, and they'd be like, what is that? What is that? Where can I get it? And um, I started seeing, like, a natural, um, you know, sp- you know, natural, like, kind of, uh, web created, you know, for this song, and 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 fans are reacting well to it. And uh, I, I got home, and I was like, you know what? I'm not. I'm, I wasn't getting love from. Uh, I had a previous record label that wasn't like hearing what I was doing and and getting it. And I was like, you know what? They want me to be. They want me to be Jason Raz or Train, and and it's just not who I am. So I parted my ways, and I said no thanks. And I basically made this video with my own dime, and uh, you know, just just called in as many favors as we could, and. To date now, it's like my most successful thing, and, and it's really awesome because I, I I think it is because it was more me. There was no middleman. There was no there was no like corporate you know filter making it less me. Sure. And um, from the song to the video to to now what I'm doing now with this new record, and now with the awesome support of Island Records, who completely gets who I am. You know what I mean? It's going to be this whole it's a whole different feeling uh, on the on the creating side, and then actually yeah, like still on the video is this cool evolution of how it came about because like it, you, what you're seeing is like a bunch of friends getting together for like as, ch- as cheap as we could uh to make to make something with our maybe from the director andrew zay i give all the credit to because he called me he's a photographer he did the artwork for me uh for my last album 1159 and uh he's never really directed a video before so i was so psyched that he was going to take his uh photographic eye and put it in motion and uh and you see what it is i mean it's really beautiful yeah yeah it's a great video and um in it there's a the the guy in the in the video is a surfboard maker and his girlfriend uh works at a laundromat so is there any connection um to you and your real life in those roles as, as those two characters are that's a good question yeah no one's asked that yet you know when i look at that the 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 romance like that 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 spark that connects them from the beginning is definitely true to to me and actually true to the song and the you know the the the, the realness of the song um i have my own version of that story in my head and it, it probably would be even steamier i guess right right <laughs> um but i think uh you know for me i grew up surfing out east in montauk um 
so the surfing is like my it's kind of an extension of what I am and you know uh it's the it's like the fairy tale version of it all so I mean the connection is there is a connection to surfing for me the beach is everything I mean I, there's not a song that goes by or a or an album you know artwork that that doesn't have some some beach relationship and surf relationship because it was such a part of me growing up and um I still take it with me even to now so uh, it was cool, but the the uh, you know the the coolest part of this story I think was uh, the actual actors we got. You know, are they're such real people? That was the other thing. I, I I watched so many videos that are like it's just so not real life anymore, and I and I feel kids are watching it and they, they try to have these expectations of who they are and stuff. And we literally got real people. One of the the, the surfer guy like works at Diesel in New York City, yeah. And uh, and the girl, she's she's just a normal girl. She's a photographer, you know, and she does her thing, but. These were not like models or actors, and I think that's why people really feel the realness of it, and that's what the song is too. I mean, it's a stripped-down song with just, you know, I think potent lyrics and melody. So yeah. I'm trying to really—that's like a new thing for me, you know, coming from this last album, which was a little more overproduced. Um, getting back to my roots of just uh, keeping it simple and keeping it me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, after the single came out in August, um, you performed on the Tonight Show, and so uh, doing something like that, do you? Are you are you nervous or is it different how you go about it uh, playing a show like that as opposed to a normal you know concert where you're playing for you know for a group of fans? Yeah, I'll tell you. You know, I, I'm really over the years. You know, you you get good at what you do a lot. And uh, what I've done for the last you know six years straight has been on the road touring. So like performing for me is what what I what I do. You know, it's what I when I close my eyes a picture. You know. Yeah. Um, when you perform on TV, it is a different world, though, because that reaction that you get from a crowd, it's not there in that room, you know? Um, but when he, when we did Leno, there was something really magical about it. Again, you got to understand, this came off of a summer where I was out there on my own, promoting my own music, you know, you know, doing everything myself uh, to, to, to get it right, to reform it and get it back to basics for me, because I feel like it was going in the wrong direction with people that weren't understanding my vision, you know? Yeah. So... There was a lot going on, um, so for to, to 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 get with the new label, to get with Island Records, right, and then to get a call like we're gonna be on Leno and it's all happening. There was a big, there was a uh, you know, kind of an emotional celebration in my, in my in my heart for that, you know, because I worked hard to do that, you know, to get to that point. Um, and then playing on Leno, um, you know, you grew up watching that show, so you know, you, all of a sudden you're on the other side of the TV and it's pretty trippy. Um, and you know you don't get nerves as much anymore, but 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 the excitement level kind of it can mask itself as nerves, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I can only relate it to I, I was twittering a few weeks ago, and I said something like, "Man, do you remember that that first day of school feeling like when you, you know, you're in fourth grade and like you get your notebooks and like your your clothes are all planned out and you're like excited to meet new people, all that stuff. That feeling that night before the first day of school is something like you don't feel ever again." And then my keyboard player reminded me, she's like, what are you talking about? That was us for Leno, you know, planning out what we're going to wear, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're going to meet. I just changed <laughs> the guitar strings. So if I could explain the feeling of going on the show like that, it's probably the most accurate to say it feels like it felt like the first day of school, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, and, of course, you know, uh, touring, you've toured with uh, Bon Jovi, Train, The Script, Rob Thomas, and, of course, yeah. currently Andy Grammer, like you mentioned, um, huh? which I've, I've interviewed him. He's a super cool guy. Um, oh, Andy's the best, man. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. put him next, next month, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you enjoy touring? Uh, and is there any one show in particular that, that stands out that, that was just great for you? 
I do. I, you know, you mentioned a lot of people there, and, and the tour yeah. with Andy was just awesome because uh, it was really uh, it was a smaller club tour, and like it was just packed, and the kids were psyched, and you know, Andy would come on stage, we'd play Stay a while together. That was fun. He yeah. does his beatbox thing, um, and the script was also fun because it was like that's on their that was on their way up, you know, as well. So it was like yeah. we were able to feel that energy. Um, but the one I remember most uh, might be like when we played. Uh, with, at the MGM Grand in Vegas with Bon Jovi, that was that was pretty killer. Cause you know, I'm thinking like, man, Evander, Mike Tyson, you know, like this is like right. this is the MGM Grand, this is as big as you get, and it was just so cool that energy in that room um, when we came out. We did, I did it with my full band, you know, so it was a rock show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sure. there was just an energy there that I, I felt like the Super Bowl, you know. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, is there one venue that you haven't played yet that would be your your dream venue to play? Like an arena or stadium you know, or even something I, small. I, I have to just, as a New Yorker, I got to tell you, it's 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 the Garden, man. I mean, <laughs> when my name is on the bright lights in the Garden, then 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 uh, I give my my parents something to be proud of at that point, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I've asked a lot of musicians that question, and uh, th- quite a few times I've had that be the answer, the Garden. Yeah, I look um, forward to playing Red Rocks too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that would be a great venue. Uh, that seems like a cool one. And uh, to be honest, I mean, really though, every show for me, um, it kind of is the garden. I mean, every show when I see when I see people react and they're singing the words, it's like that's that's what I do. That's why I'm away from home. That's why like I leave all the comforts of like having a normal life um, to do all that for that for that one hour of glory. You know, like the rest sure. of the day doesn't matter. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, and you're a co-writer on Tristan Prettyman's single "My Oh My," um, so do you yeah. like do you like collaborating like that? And is it easier or is it a bit more complicated um, when you co-write a song, you know, as opposed to just doing it yourself? Uh, I've done it a few times. Um, I'm very focused on my my music and my career, you know. Uh, so 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 writing, I haven't I haven't completely gone into that world yet of of writing for other artists. But to be honest, it's like. Uh, and I and I and I, I don't mean this that I try less, but it's just it's easier. It's just easier for me because sure. um, I guess when it's you and you know you're gonna sing these words every night, and like it's it, there's another level of honesty that I feel responsible to put on the record. And you'll see on this new record, I mean, I've never been more honest, and and I think that there. The, the realness is going to come through. Um, so when I do with another song for someone else, you, you, you do what's right, you, and you're kind of sensing what that artist is about, but you don't have that same, like, uh, you know, I'm not going to sleep at 2 in the morning feeling like, man, i got to tweak that to make it completely me, you know? Because yeah. if the art, other, other artist is feeling it, then, then you already then you kind of won already, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so it is exciting, though, because you get to... You know, I get to hear that song on the radio now, and it's like, it's like, uh, you know, having another like horse in the in the race. You know, it's kind of fun. Um, sure. And she's a great artist, and she's a great musician. So having her sing, you know, the melodies and the words, it's just really cool. And you know, we we wrote the song together, and she's out there doing the work for it. So yeah, if you could collaborate with anybody, any artist, dead or alive, uh, who would it be, and why? Oh man, dead or alive. I mean, I can what? get super deep on you and tell you like Algis Huxley who's my favorite writer you know it'd be cool to okay. get in, get in with him but he, he wrote my favorite book called Brave New World and you know he was very impactful for American you know writers uh, so aside from him for talking music then I you know uh, 
I, uh, man, uh, Bjork, maybe, you know, okay. get her with her or, or even, uh, trying to think of like someone new that was like so realistic. Um, I love, uh, I love the new Frank Ocean record, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I get what he, I get what he's doing. Um, so, so maybe, maybe getting her with him would be fun too. Okay. Um, and you were on Rockstar Supernova, so do you still stay in contact with anybody from the show? I kind of unfortunately don't, just because that, that thing was such a mind fuck for, like, it, it's, it wasn't a very, like, a human moment of my life. You know, I did what I had to do to be on a show and think yeah. that the exposure that it brings you in front of all the people. Um, but as far as, like, the, the, the actual, you know, the process of being judged every night and, like, watching your back. Like, that was, it's not how I grew up. It's not, it's just like, you know, when you're in first grade, they teach you, you know, first lesson is don't judge people. You know, it's like the worst thing you can do is judge people. And then sure enough, you go on a TV show, it's like designed, this culture celebrates judging people, you know? So I, I, it didn't sit right with me. So I think the whole experience, because of that, I kind of lost touch with that time of my life. Um but I wish everyone well. The, the other part of that whole thing is everyone on the show is super talented. So it's a little kind of depressing when you don't see everyone kind of succeeding in their own way with music because everyone on that show is super talented and deserves an equal shot, you know? Right, But, right. It's, you know, it's more in this world more than that. You know, this business is more than that. Yeah. Um, and what advice would you give someone, you know, listening to this who wants to follow in your f footsteps that, that is a musician, maybe has something special, and you know wants to know um how to get their their music out or or you know be able to succeed with it you know well, have you done it yourself the, the the most like cliche real advice i can give would be if you need advice you know you don't don't even do it <laughs> you know cuz i think there's something about music that you have to believe in yourself so fucking much that yeah. you don't give a crap what anybody wants or thinks you know and uh the more you can hang on to that i think the truer you'll be as an artist and then on the other end if you open yourself up and listen then, yeah, I think the advice is, like, you know, you got to obviously have something, and hopefully that something is different enough to make people want to spread it around. And then you got to be as real as possible, because I think the winner at the end of the day is not imitating. The, the problem is you could be super successful imitating and, and hardly having talent, right? But yep. to really be great, you really, you know, you have to have something that the guy next to you doesn't have. And uh, I think you have to be honest to it you know, and, and, and not compromise in that studio and people are like, well, it's more this, you can get it on this radio if you do it like this. And you got to say, you know what, it's not me. So this is, you know, and I, and I, and I could say that firsthand. I could look a kid in the eye and say like, you know what, I did that. I walked away from, uh, from that whole system a little bit and said, you know, you can't make me something I'm not. And, 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 and like I said, on this next thing and I can stay a while, you see, see more real thing. And people don't, People don't realize that the world's ready for that. Like, the reason why Mumford & Sons is number one on the charts is because they're doing what they want to do, and people love it. Um, so soon people will catch on, and I think that wins in the end. So I think that's the advice, is uh, find what you are and, and do that the best. Okay, and, so... And never, and never stray from it. All right, so just believe in your in your own talent, and your own talents, and, and the rest and, will follow. And, and, yeah, believe in it, but not only believe it, and do it, you know? Like, yeah. you know, there's, there's also the action of doing what you do, you know, and, and not sure. and not just, uh, you know, believe in yourself and then do, go do something else. That would be a shame. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. All right, well, cool. Yeah. Thanks uh, so much for taking the time to do this, and I appreciate it, and best of luck with you and your career and the album uh, next year. 
and much success. You too, man. All right, thanks. Absolutely, man. you should let, let's talk to you on the album comes out, and and and, and okay, sure. You, you're great at what you do, so obviously. Uh, keep it up, man. Okay, well, thanks. I appreciate the compliments. That was writer-performer Ryan Starr. To check out more on Ryan, you can visit his website at rstar.net. You can like him on Facebook at facebook.com slash ryanstar. Or you can follow him on Twitter at ryanstar. Until next time, this is the Amore Magazine podcast here on amoremagazine.com. <laughs>